homeschool friends and welcome to this episode of the homeschool high school podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com brought to you by the ultimate homeschool radio network i'm sabrina and i'm sitting here with vicky and kim and we are excited to talk to you about all things homeschool high school so today we're going to talk about a really fun kind of teen and that's the teen who is interested in everything yay do we have any kids that are like that Perhaps. Perhaps. Have yes. any of us been like that? Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> and, and, um, when my, some of my children were young, my youngest when they were young, you know, you would ask the little kids, so what do you think you want to be when you grow up? You know, and I'm an astronaut, you know, whatever. They had a list of 20 things, oh, including like a veterinarian, uh, a zookeeper, um, an obstetrician, <gasps> a paramedic, and the person who fills the vending machine at the pool. <laughs> Gotta love it when people are interested in everything. Oh, it's such a gift. And especially when you're homeschooling the elementary years. It's mm, just it's delightful. It, that That's the kid who is just interested in every field trip you go on and every biography you check out of the library. And But you get to sophomore and junior year of high school, and it can actually start to produce a lot of angst in yeah, homeschool. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. talked to kids, mm-hmm. know a few of them personally, yeah. who are just interested in everything and cannot figure out what they're supposed to do with that and know that they've got to have a career somewhere along the line. And while we all love the idea of being a professional student and mm-hmm. having someone you know pay us to just learn about all the things we're interested in, those jobs are really few and far between in <laughs> my <know>. experience. <laughs> and, or to be a professional socialite. You know? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about strategies for narrowing the field a little bit for a kid who is just interested in a million and one things but needs to develop some kind of a path for after graduation. So one of the first things that we have noticed is that a recognition of the lifestyle that goes along with certain kinds of career choices It's not something intuitive to a lot of teenagers. They think about the field. Oh, I'm really interested in this. They don't necessarily understand. And with that type of career comes this whole type of lifestyle. So let's talk about that a little bit. How can we help our kids understand lifestyle? So in career exploration, we call that knowing your values. So to sit down with the curriculum, shameless plug, the sevensistershomeschool.com curriculum. Um, Career exploration bundle, can't find anything like it anyplace else, guys. No. So I'm sorry, we have to plug it because we really, truly love it. Yeah, anyway. We've done it with all of our kids yep. and a gazillion more others. Than, more than once with most of my kids, yeah. actually. They yeah. went back and did it again at 18 or 19 or 20. And sometimes <laughs> and in college. And while yeah. we're plugging it, honestly, I think a lot of people tend to want to do it when their kids are you know, junior, senior. I am a huge proponent of, especially maybe doing it twice, but doing it early. Mm-hmm. Do it eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. Some of that will be over their head, but it, there's so much less pressure when you're doing it then right. than if you're doing it when And then those ideas are in there. They're in the back of your kid's mind rolling around as they experience different things in ninth grade and in yeah. tenth grade. And, they're, yeah. and, and then so, they review it later. Yeah. So some of the values that, that they need to examine is... What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? So like a 40-hour work week, I want to go to work. I want to end my day. I want to leave things on the desk at work or locked up in the file cabinet and not think about it for the rest of the day. Or I love an all-encompassing lifestyle. So if you have a kid who thinks they want to be a medical doctor, but they want to end the day at, at 5... Yeah. Like, doesn't happen. Right. Maybe another thing in the medical field might, but not that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, be be a, a... 
ultrasound technician or something right, right. Uh, where you're just an employee but mm -hmm. the you know professional often that goes mm -hmm. with them 24 7. Yeah, and an awkward thing uh, a lot of us don't really like to talk about much, but you really need to, is how much money do you need to make? What what uh -huh. kind of lifestyle do you think that you're going to establish financially? My my husband is um, works in industrial chemistry. He's a lab analyst. And there are different kinds of positions even on his plant, and some are day work jobs, and they make a good living. And some are shift worker jobs because the plant is open 24-7, 365 days a year. And he has been a shift worker for well over a decade. And there are people that he has worked with who get all excited because they get accepted for a shift work position because the pay is more, of course. As it should be, yeah. And they have little kids. And a mm. year or two into it, they are just miserable because yeah they're providing more financially for their families but they are not seeing their kids hardly at all because of all those night works and all the times that they have to sleep during the day and and it's very very difficult and um you know fred chose to do it after the kids were much closer to grown so mm -hmm. that there was more flexibility for that even so it's brutal mm -hmm. it's brutal and you have to really count that cost so sometimes yeah you you do need to make more money for your whole career or for a season Mm -hmm. but you need to understand then that you will be sacrificing other things in most cases. Right, and so there's there are some fields you go into that are just automatically going to make more money, mm -hmm. and uh, and there's risk-benefit with that. So there, yes. there may be the shift work things or lots of moving. You know, engineers mm -hmm. often end up mm -hmm. moving yes. all over mm -hmm. the country. Um, so or they're they're on contract work. Yeah. So there's the good pay, but the the risk benefits are that, and and kids need to know about that. Mm -hmm. They can get some, <clears throat> excuse me, some of that information on um, the Department of Labor's website. The O N E T dot com. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. Com. Yes. I don't know why it's a dot com. It's U S yeah. Department of Labor. Yeah. 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 But to, for, for part of what kids need is to sit down and do a good financial literacy course yeah. so that they know what things cost mm -hmm. and how to plan for the future. And it helps them kind of say, okay, I cannot see myself living a missionary lifestyle, you right. know, mm -hmm. or they can say, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a stuff person. I don't yeah, care about stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm free to do, you know, X mm -hmm. career because like kids who are going into counseling, because I work as a counselor mm -hmm. in their generation, our kids who are now going into college, counselors are going to be one of the lowest paid professions in the United States in the upcoming years with all Can the I changes in the insurance that's industry. That's so very wrong. But yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody I asked me before they made these decisions, but that's just wrong. Yeah. So you go into that field as a calling, not mm -hmm. as a, I'm going to provide super for my family mm -hmm, because yeah. you're not going to drive a new car and you're not going to live in a big house if that's the sole income of a family. But that's that's part of the values. Like, do I need a big house? Mm -hmm. Do I need a new car every two years? Do I need to shop at the mall? Do I need a coach bag? Mm -hmm. And if so, then you go into petroleum engineering. Yeah. And it's really important to know those things and yeah. to tell your kids that when they're doing this career exploration sort of thing, it's important that, that we and they put the value judgments aside because if those things really are going to be important to them and they don't acknowledge that and they don't plan mm. for that, it, yeah. that's setting them, them up 
or setting themselves up for a, a world of, of right. complication. And, that and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is not about fostering an attitude of greed. It's mm-hmm. just about recognizing that people are wired differently. Their personalities mm-hmm. tend toward different things. Aside right. from money, there's, there's things like travel. You know, if you're someone who wants to have a family young, mm-hmm. but then you take a career path that's going to require you to be on the road a whole lot, that that might be problematic, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's gonna be all kinds of, of struggle for the rest of your family. When you meet someone and fall in love, it would be good for you to have some idea of the kind of life that you want to live because it could be that that person is wonderful but wants a very different kind of life. Right. So if you need a, a, a career where it's low stress, Mm. Just, just need to go to work and and be friendly with the people around you and forget it. That's that's one set of careers that mm-hmm. the doors are open for. Or if you need to climb the ladder, just you know, some kids yeah. need to climb the ladder and have competition. And that and there's not a right or wrong. Yeah, yeah but right. there are different careers that fit that. You mean there's not one right or wrong career for everyone? <laughs> yeah. And there are some careers that really get you a lot of attention and have you in the spotlight a lot. And there are others mm-hmm. where you can quietly be more in the background. Have your mm-hmm. cubicle and you're all good. Yeah. Although now it's the open offices, so yes. you have to be well, able to yes. sit there yes. with. Well, full it's of funny. Even I have a daughter who's a teacher, mm. and when she was first deciding things about college, she was thinking music education because she's very very musical. But the kid pukes every time she has to audition for anything. She just <laughs> hates that whole here. Let me stand in front of everyone and do this. Mm. And so what she found was that it was okay to stand in front of a classroom and teach. That didn't make her vomit. But, you know, the audition process, that type of attention was not a good type of attention for her. And so she's teaching. She's just teaching in a field where she doesn't have to audition. So, you know. Yeah. So this examining realistic value systems, it's not wrong to have certain values unless it's, you know, moral values. But um, to respect that in a career decision helps kids that are interested in everything narrow down to, okay, realistically, what Mm -hmm. can I do? Mm -hmm. What can I expect? So in all areas of career exploration for all types of teens, we cannot strongly enough recommend getting them lots of experiences, lots of conversations with people in lots of different kinds of fields, lots of just straight up asking people, so how did you end up in this field? What do you like about your job? What do you not like about your job? And for the kid who is interested in everything, that what do you not like about your job can be a really powerful question. That is a really good question for them, yes. So encourage that. Um, social kids. A lot of our teens who are interested in just about everything are also super social. The two tend to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about helping our super social kids somehow mentally separate. I love doing this, but I actually love it because I'm with a group of people that I really enjoy. I don't actually care about the event or the task or the activity as much as I care about the people. That's really hard for some kids because they can't separate the fun they have because they're with friends or the fun they have because they're in their zone of giftedness. Mm-hmm. So one, one way to do that is help them to really honestly evaluate their strengths and weaknesses, which is you know part of a, home, uh, a career mm-hmm. exploration curriculum. Yep. But honest discussions with parents or mentors that, you know, what do you see as my strengths? And, and where do I have, you know, some 
weaknesses because sometimes mm-hmm. real social kids are just having so much fun they don't notice yeah what might be a weakness yeah even their peers sometimes can be really valuable um you know siblings boy siblings can be very yeah. alert yeah. and aware and have the safety of being with, yeah. honesty yeah because you mm-hmm. know i'm gonna be your sibling whether you like me or not you right. know if you get mad at me i know that we're gonna figure it out and work forward whereas a good friend who's you know not you know, who we haven't been through some challenges, I might be afraid to be that honest. Yeah. Siblings can be really valuable. So it feels like a cheesy discussion, but really for kids who love everything, they need to have a few d- tough discussions. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And again, not not to uh, overemphasize the, the career exploration workbook, but whether, whether you use, you know, our wonderful career exploration or something of your own, if it's an assignment it can take away some of that cheesy that feeling, cheesy feel, yeah. or or just own the cheese, maybe as opposed to taking it away and say, "Oh, I want a T-shirt that says own the cheese." There you go. So I have this my life assignment that I have to do. Can you please help me? Because and that's what a great thing for a social kid. I've got this. Thing. You can help me. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So another hard discussion. It's, it, Vicky mentioned it, but let's lean into this a little bit more. Not everyone is as quick to pick up on the cues around them and to notice whether they're in a group where they are actually a leader or whether they're actually not super gifted in this area. They're following, they're along for the ride. That is fine for a hobby, for an avocation, probably not a great career choice. And I I see this in, I, I work with kids in theater quite a bit, and there are kids who are wonderful to have in the cast. They're so enthusiastic. They're such great team players. But the truth is we don't turn their mics up as loud as some of the other singers because they just don't match pitch as well as they think they do. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to rain on their little parade. And you want them to still come out and sing and be in the show. But the chances of them actually making a career out of this are like zero, you know, because it, 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 there's a certain level of skill that just isn't there. And some kids pick up on that, and some kids so, struggle so much with confidence that you're you're yeah. having to tell them constantly, no, you really can do this. You have yeah. a place here. Um, there are other kids who have either a tremendous self-confidence of their own or have maybe been told one too many times by their parent or their grandparent that they're just awesome at everything that they do. And that's not going to be the rest of their lives. The world is not going to tell them that they're awesome at everything they do. Yeah. One of the American diseases, you know, Mm -hmm. is our kids need to feel like they're the best at everything all the time. Mm -hmm. And kids that have a lot of interest kind of get that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. But to allow them to have some failure or Mm -hmm. um, adjustments. So, you know, the kids who were not called to be the lead roles in a musical, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with being in the cast of the musical. And all that's doing is opening and closing doors, like Mm -hmm. Kim talks about all the time. Mm -hmm. The closed doors are as important as the open doors. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, and um, uh, the competitions. We talk frequently about the importance of the high school transcript, including some competitions. That can be a great way to just let the system and let the world yes. sort of organically let your kid know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you participated in this essay writing contest, and you didn't even place, and you enjoy writing. That's great. You should journal. You should write posts for whatever you want to write. You probably don't want to pursue writing. You're not going to be the next John Grisham. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. Okay, how about seasons of life? This is not something that teenagers naturally think about. They sort mm-hmm. of feel like, here I go, adulthood, <laughs> boom, <laughs> one big jump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the idea that there might be something that is wonderful for a younger single person that might be very difficult for a 40-something family person um, that's not something that they always think through. And sometimes a kid who's interested in a lot of things is going to explore a number of different lifestyles and careers over the course of life. But to wisely think about when to, to, back, to you know, put those pieces in place. Yeah, we another American disease is we ask the kids, what are you going to do when you grow up? What are you going to do after your graduation? As if that is a one destination. Yeah. But the kids who especially have lots of interests sometimes have a different journey and should mm. than, you know, a kid who is only called to, you know, you graduate high school and go work in the corporate banks or something. Mm. So uh, one of the things a lot of our kids have done is do a time short-term missions like the like youth with mm-hmm. a mission or um, here locally we have Urban Promise which mm-hmm. is an inner city school and ministry and it's mostly staffed by teachers who are right out of college or right out of high school and they spend three or four years in the inner city really working it but there's, you know, you can never support a family on that. Right. And so they know they're going in there for X amount of time. Yeah. And then they, they use that experience, you know, to go. And then they're like ambassadors for Urban Promise or Youth with a Mission. But it's not their career. And, and some are. Some mm-hmm. are just called to live a lifestyle of ascetic poverty. And they should. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just they're in that mission forever. But most kids have, if they do that, is a season of. So... Mm-hmm. And what a powerful thing. We talk sometimes about a to-do list versus a to-be list. That may not help you get very far on your to-do list or, you know, what do you want to have, all those other, the value things, you know, the, your house and those kinds of things. But those kinds of things will, will build your character and help make you who you are that you will carry through for all these other things. So they yeah. really are important to do if you're being called to do that. So they call, I think sometimes they call it gap year now, although mm-hmm. yep. often those things are more than one year. What you don't want to let your kid who's interested in everything is take a gap year and they're in the basement gaming. Doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take an intentional gap year or yeah. gap season. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to wrap this up then, let's just talk about, ugh, this is, this is ugly for some of us, but there is a discipline to decision making. And decision-making comes very naturally for some people. And they're very quick to just sort of automatically make a pros and cons list in their mind, and they don't even have to put it on paper. That's just the way they think. But a whole lot of people find decision-making overwhelming, frustrating. They just sort of avoid it. They want to keep their options open. And that's a part of preparing our kids for life. If they struggle with decision-making, we can't protect them from making decisions as adults. They're going to have to do a lot of it, so we should help them learn the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kim, sometimes you talk about perfection paralysis. Oh, yeah. That, you know, you need to make the right decision or do the right thing. Or do it the right way. And, and we all know there's not one right way. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But to, to give them some skills on decision-making so that they can make a decision but know it's a journey mm-hmm. and not a destination. Yeah, and that really can help with the perfection paralysis or the whatever is knowing that you can make a decision and it may not be the greatest decision in hindsight, 
but you can learn from that and mm-hmm. it doesn't determine the rest of your life forever and ever you know right yeah okay so if you have a teen who is interested in everything it can be wonderful and it can be challenging all at the same time and it's okay as the parent to feel conflicted about that and to want to encourage your kids enthusiasm and to still recognize that they are going to need some help in learning decision-making skills and in effectively filtering all of those different interests so that they can figure out which ones are actual worthy career paths to explore and which are not. And so we hope that these ideas will be practical for you, that you will help your, your kid learn some strategies to narrow the field, to think about the kind of lifestyle that they expect to have, to think about travel and income and family and work environment and kind of attention that they're going to receive and the degree of challenge that they're going to experience in the workplace to get lots of experiences and to talk to all sorts of different people about why they chose their career and what they do and do not like about it to help them recognize that there is a social element to the things that they enjoy as well as the activity itself and to maybe separate some of those yeah I like this but I actually mainly like it because these are really fun people that I'm doing it with to think about the different seasons of life and that you may commit to do something for a time but it not necessarily be your whole primary focus. To recognize talent and to recognize areas where perhaps you are weak and it's still something that you enjoy and so you can be a part of a group that does it but it is probably not the best choice for your primary focus. And so with all of those filters you're probably going to find that a lot of those interests can still stay in the picture but get put on the shelf in the proper spot where they can access them for an avocation, a hobby, um, but not necessarily what they're thinking they're going to do right after high school graduation. Indeed. All right, so don't be scared of it. Don't get overwhelmed by it. It's really okay. There is not one right way to launch our kids from childhood into independent adulthood. And God's got it, and he will lead you, and you pray, and you wait, and you trust him, and it's good. Right? Indeed. All the time. All right. So thank you for joining us on this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And one last thing before we go, we forgot to mention that yay, we're offering a special coupon code to our podcast listeners because we've been at this for a year now yeah so since we actually survived a whole year and figured out a little bit better what we were doing along the way and all we want to share the celebration with you and so for any of you listening to this um, this coupon code will be good through the rest of 2017 so it gives people lots of time to hear this episode and and um redeem their their special gift but if you go to sevensistershomeschool.com and you find a piece of curriculum that looks interesting to you we've talked a lot about the career exploration bundle today but there are so many things there electives and literature and writing and uh all kinds of wonderful things yes speech um but anything that you find if you enter the coupon code hshsp 52. So homeschool high school podcast 52 because this is our 52nd episode. Woo! Um, enter that at, as the coupon code at your checkout and it will automatically take $5 off of your purchase. That's pretty cool. There we nice. go. Nice. $5 because we love you. 
So, yeah. All right, so please um, enjoy that little $5 gift from us and clap for us because we're clapping for ourselves. Yay! Yay. Clap One whole year. Us. There you go. <laughs> One whole year, yes. Because if you weren't like encouraging us, we wouldn't keep that's doing right. this. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. And thank it's you so to the many seven sisters who who email us and who comment and who let us know that they're enjoying the podcast because we enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy our seven sisters. Yes, we do. So we look forward to seeing you again and uh, for many future years of episodes after that, hopefully, Indeed. God willing. All right. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.